Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Thursday, October 5th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're going to be talking all about Justice League today. we got lots of stuff, lots of new stuff coming in. And it is featured in particular on the Empire Magazine this week on the cover. Uh, it's got a pretty cool subscriber-only cover with art by Jason Fabach. Did you see that, Zach? I did. It looks that looks pretty awesome. Yeah, he is. He's one of the best artists out there right now. So no surprise that it looks great. And then there's also the normal regular newsstand cover featuring all of the team put together there. Not terribly shocking, uh, but it looks good. Yeah. And we also inside the article, I got the article and took a look at it. There's tons of new movie stills. In particular, I noticed the we get a full scene on top of the next to the bat light yep up on the rooftop yeah yeah all of the teams standing together there that looks they look pretty great there and i noticed though a lot of those pictures are the same that we've seen in the past or just slight variations but batman and wonder woman in the cat bat cave looks pretty awesome yeah i obviously that just so interested to see like their dynamic and how they handle that because both of them are kind of natural leaders you know not that anybody in the justice league doesn't have the ability to lead other than maybe the flash um (laughs) Is so just seeing that dynamic between those two, yeah, and they're also established as opposed to all the other right. ones who are not. Right. So it's and they're they know each other, they have something of a relationship. So they're going to definitely be the leaders in in the beginning you know, of the film. I'm sure we will see them leading because they're the ones going out and recruiting the others. So the contents of the article, there is a lot of stuff there. Some of it's a little bit spoilery, so we didn't we're not going to talk about any of that. But there are some interesting quotes that we pulled out of there. A lot of this stems from a set visit from August of 2016, although there are some new quotes mixed in as well since uh, Joss Whedon took over and Zack Snyder had to step away. Uh, The whole article, especially the start of it, is basically, you know, shoving down our throats. If we haven't heard this a thousand times, it's going to be a lighter film than BBS. It's going to be more fun. It's going to be this, you know, we've heard this for so long. And so they're they're really trying to get that word out there for people who uh, missed that part in those other films. Yeah, it, uh, I'd say that one thing that maybe makes this different is that they have like an actual concrete description of a scene and how comedy is used in it. And just even reading it, I could see myself laughing and I'm sure it'll be funnier actually seeing it happen. And so if if the tone of the comedy is like that in the film, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's something if you want specifics on like what was said, you can check that out. It doesn't go into great detail of a scene or anything, but you get a little bit of a hint of the comedy. And I don't even think... We're so close to this film, really six weeks from tonight. I don't think we need to get into specifics of no, quotes yeah. or, or scenes or anything like that. Uh, but they do give a, a Batcave scene description, you know, lots of lots of comedy, and they, they emphasize how much fun the actors were having on set. Ezra Miller, just I don't know what it would be like <laughs> to be on a set with him. He's he's uh, He talked about telling them all to clench their butt cheeks for a scene <laughs> because they'll look tougher and stuff like that. So uh, I can't imagine what that would be like. Uh, and again, with the fun, Ben Affleck said you get to see Batman smile for the first time. Which I don't want to see a ton of Batman smiling, but a little smirk here and there uh, can fit in with the character. Yeah, definitely. And Gal Gadot said that Justice League is not a dark or heavy movie. It doesn't have the weight that Batman v Superman had. Yeah. And again, it kind of reiterates this, what we've heard a couple times of that, you know, BVS and Man of Steel were supposed to be darker and Justice League was always supposed to kind of lift it out of the darkness is i think what they what they described it that was always kind of snyder's 
vision. And um, it seems like they're really going whole hog on that train. Yeah. And they've gone even a little bit further, but that was part of the original plan. And I know she says it doesn't have the weight. I hope it still has some, you know, the serious dramatic weight there still that you would expect in a, a Snyder film. I, I hope that's not completely uh, avoided, but I want, I still want to feel some serious weight and I'm, I'm not worried. I'm sure we'll feel that. Yeah. That's the, that's the tricky balance is making sure that you still feel the stakes of what's going on while still having some humor infused. But if you, if you overdo it, then you're like, well, this doesn't really matter. And obviously everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You don't want any humor that's going to take away from the dramatic moments, you, but there's nothing wrong with humor mixed in. And speaking to what you said about Justice League being the light, Ezra Miller specifically talked about that, saying the first time I ever sat in Zach's office, he told me people were mad at him for making things too dark. He said something that I thought was really true and undeniable, that the world of DC is the world of Batman and everything, including Superman, has to come into this into the darkness of the world where Gotham exists. From there, Zach always intended for the Justice League to rise out of the darkness and maybe even bring Batman with him, maybe an inch. Yeah, you know, Batman is quite a dark character, but yeah, it's like I said, a, it was Snyder's vision and obviously there was some critical uh, responses to how dark those two films were. And there's, I think if you don't understand now that Justice League is not going to be as dark as those two films, then I I don't know what will make you understand that. Yeah, they've been they've been pushing that for over a year and a half now. Right. So it, it's it's really been an emphasis, but I thought that was a really great quote from Miller. I never looked, I, I looked at it kind of like that, but not that way specifically. Like it sounds like the, what he's saying here is Zack Snyder's vision is okay. If this world Z- uh, of Gotham exists, man of steel and BVS are sort of looking through everything through that lens. Whereas what, you know, the old Superman franchise, they looked at it as a world where just Superman exists and it's just two completely different. And so it was so, sort of from a metropolis point of view. Whereas you can tell Man of Steel is somewhat inspired by the Dark Knight trilogy and thematically and things like that. So it's it's a totally different way to approach those things that makes perfect sense with what Zack Snyder did. And I don't think one's right and one's wrong. I just think they're two completely different ways that help you understand his approach. Yeah, exactly. Very well put. Uh, so they also talked to Ben Affleck and he talked about Wonder Woman's success. He said that it maybe takes a bit of pressure off of this movie in terms of needing to define the DC universe. It doesn't feel like the whole world is riding on our shoulders so much. And I am sure there were quite a few sighs of relief when Wonder Woman actually got the response that it did uh, amongst the DC executives and everybody involved. I'm, I'm sure that happened. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing that it was so successful, but yeah, like he says, it maybe takes a little bit of pressure off. I'm sure there's still a ton of pressure for justice league, but you know, a lot of people argue it's there's less pressure on it than Batman v Superman, which was responsible for, you know, we had three years in between movies. And like, this is what we're showing, showing the two big heroes out there. And, you know, it's almost more pressure that film. Now, there's always already been an unquestionably successful film in the universe and it's done well financially. So it's it's a little bit of pressures off. Yeah. I also talked about uh Joss Whedon and him taking over. And he said, I didn't sense that we were moving towards something that felt like the Avengers. Joss is more than just an Avengers director. He's a good story storyteller, full stop. In midstream, Joss got on and part of what interested him was the puzzle aspect of it, fitting in pieces that weren't there yet. He put the rest of the pieces in and gave it his own imprimatur. 
his own imprint, I guess, is is a way that maybe somebody like me would say it. <laughs> yeah, someone who's not doesn't use Ben Affleck's vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's again, that's a really good point. Uh, Whedon back in the day did a lot of script fixing, a lot of script doctoring. You know, he, he would do sort of final drafts on things that would before they went into production or stuff like that. I don't think he's any, ever done anything similar. Uh, in terms of directing like this, you know, directing the additional photography, but you know, he has done a lot of experience of, okay, here's this script, here's this finish. What can be, what can be tweaked to enhance the film? So, I mean, his experience helps make me more comfortable with justice league that he, he knows what he's doing and continuing, uh, you know, taking what was there from Snyder and finding little connective tissue and ways to improve it and things like that. And I'm, I'm pretty confident he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, you know, nobody, everybody has had, wait, how do I say that? Nobody has had anything bad to say about him. Uh, it seems like everybody is really on board and he's, he's kind of pleasing everybody. So that's always, that's always reassuring. Um, and they also said a lot of nice things about Zack Snyder in this article. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, each of them sort of, a lot of them had a bunch of quotes there. Jason Momoa in particular called them an effing legend or something yeah. like that. And, and <laughs> you could, you can tell that, you know, Snyder cast them and, uh, they're definitely very loyal to him and, and are wishing him the best and everything that he's going through right now. Yeah. Affleck also said that the movie's bigger in scale than any movie I've been involved with in my career. It feels massive in terms of visual effects or visual elements. That's something that Zach is really good at and that will be admired. And yeah, I think I think you and I can probably agree that Zack Snyder is pretty good at the visual elements of films. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I think Affleck sh- th- showing throwing some shade at Armageddon though because <laughs> I mean that was they had to have drillers save the world. But I guess superheroes would be a little bit a little bit larger scale, uh, similar to Armageddon, I would say, in terms of scale. But yeah, I'm the, Zack Snyder knows how to make visuals as well as pretty much anybody, so we we know that's going to look good. Uh, Gal Gadot also said she only did one week of reshoots, and on Wonder Woman, she said Diana serves as the glue of the team. She finds moments to support every one of them, every one of the team, and make them feel stronger or believe in themselves. Yeah, and it's obviously I I think there will always be talks about why are we doing reshoots? Reshoots means the movie's terrible and all this stuff. But the fact that she only had to do one week of reshoots seems pretty in line with a, if not less than usual for a film of this size. Absolutely, and I'm and I know a lot. Of, we've talked about Batman being a mentor, like to the Flash or something like that. But I think Wonder Woman is maybe more ready to be a mentor to the rest of them because she's she's been through it for a hundred years, so. She's been doing this superhero thing a while and can definitely help the the youngsters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ray Fisher also talked about Superman. He said, it's out of his memory that Bruce is trying to put this team together. The world is suffering from the loss of Superman and the ultimate sacrifice he made brings these people out. Yeah. And again, we this isn't super new information, but just again, reiterating that Superman is kind of in his death. His sacrifice is kind of the impetus that brings this team about and Again, just really, really interested to see how they use his character, even if he's not on screen. Uh, his presence, I'm sure, will be felt throughout the film. Yeah. And Fisher also mentioned how diverse the team is, and mm-hmm. that uh, I think the article said that Affleck is sort of the only traditional buff white dude that you <laughs> yeah. had, like one buff white dude that you would expect in a film like that. And there, 
uh, a lot of different diversity and backgrounds and people from different places among the team. Yeah, that's awesome. And Cyborg, he, al- he also said Cyborg is the only member of the Justice League who is in some ways in s- what some would consider disabled. You don't want to end up telling a story that isn't respectful of those factors. Yeah, you know, he lost pretty much all of his body. So there's there's definitely going to be some elements to that. And we've, we've also heard, um, I think it was, was it Johns who was talking about how what he likes about this character is how much it like reflects our our modern age and how he has to kind of wrestle with his humanity as well because he's becoming so much of a machine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll get a lot of that in the film. That's about it. Affleck did make jokes, of course, about Henry Cavill's mustache uh, <laughs> for for the additional photography, which is pretty funny. I think he compared him to a 70s porn star, which uh, I, don't, I don't know what that says about Affleck, but um, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So more Justice League stuff, tons of stuff coming on the way. We got a new trailer Sunday and it just continues as marketing continues to ramp up really six weeks from tonight when you can see it so excited all right that's all we've got for today thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow thanks for listening and make sure to check out dc daily drop on twitter facebook and dc drop by tomorrow for more dc news